Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My name is Nigel Monique and I do everything. Nigel's a lifestyle content creator. She does digital marketing and event planning and hosts her own podcast. She's 32, lives in Atlanta. And recently, she was scrolling on TikTok and came across a woman talking about a different app, an app called Lemonade. And there was a creator on there. She was talking about how much she loved the app. And I mean, she didn't even finish the video. Like, I ex out of the TikTok, I went over to the app store and I downloaded it. I made my profile. And as soon as I started scrolling, I was like, this is the app. For Nyjah, Lemonade feels perfect, combining what she loves about other apps. I would describe Lemonade as a Pinterest layout with an Instagram community with TikTok's artistic or like creative template. Visually, Lemonade looks a bit like TikTok, but with two columns on the landing screen for images and a lot more room for text. And just like TikTok, Lemonade's algorithm seems to quickly serve users what they want. If I like two or three posts from a Black content creator, then my For You page now begins to generate more Black content creators for me to find that, you know, are showing the things that I want to see. Lemonade, and that's lemon and the number eight, is making a concerted push right now. Like a restaurant soft launching, it's trying to hook the kind of creators who would benefit from getting in on the ground floor. Like content creator Hannah Sterling. She's 22 and makes videos about how to be a successful creator. She started hearing about Lemonade a few months ago. So I decided, I was like, I need to jump on this early, especially if I'm wanting to grow with all of the new apps and grow as a creator and kind of, you know, in like expand my palette. And Hannah says Lemonade makes it easy with everything she needs to stand out in one place. So, like, I really love that as a creator, all of the tools for us to make the content that we want are within the app. On the one hand, none of this is that surprising. New apps often build on old ones, trying to cater to the creators who could make it big. But on the other, Lemonade is made by ByteDance, the parent company behind TikTok with the same data privacy questions and the same political concerns. So today on the show, why try to launch a new app now? Is ByteDance borrowing trouble or bolstering itself against a potential TikTok ban? I'm Lizzie O'Leary, and you're listening to What Next TBD, a show about technology, power, and how the future will be determined. Stick around. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. 
Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank, USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mr. Chu, you are here because the American people need the truth about the the threat TikTok poses to our national and personal security. On March 23rd, TikTok CEO Sho Chu went before Congress for what amounted to a five-hour rebuke. Lawmakers peppered him with questions about the company's relationship to China, its data protections, its algorithms, the works. But the day before that hearing, Reporter Sapna Maheshwari got a message from a source. And my source told me, hey, you're not going to believe this, but ByteDance is actually already recruiting creators for another app. Sapna covers TikTok and emerging media companies for The New York Times. What was ByteDance's pitch to creators? So the pitch was basically saying, um, we have this new app. It's called Lemonade. Um, It's a sister app to TikTok, and we would love for you to apply to be a founding creator on this new thing. It's going to be a place for discovery and fashion and wellness and beauty. And you got a hold of of some of the kind of like marketing materials, right? What, what, What did you see? We got a whole bunch of these emails that they sent to creators and we also got a bunch of marketing materials as well that they shared with agencies that were working with them for this effort. And basically, it outlined Lemonade as this new app from ByteDance that would be kind of related to TikTok and, and exist in the same ecosystem as TikTok, but but a little bit different. It seemed a little bit more shopping-oriented. They made a big deal about the fact that instead of you know, one column of videos when you open TikTok, this would have two columns of content coming at you. And they really positioned it as, you know, yet another app out of this great company that brought you TikTok, which, you know, you love so much. And just like you heard from Hannah Sterling, part of the appeal of joining Lemonade was the chance to get in and establish yourself early. I think for creators, they really don't want to miss out on the next big thing. One thing that's made TikTok so appealing is if you joined the platform in 2019 or you know during the pandemic in 2020, um, you were able to you know, potentially strike it rich and and get famous and and get a lot of followers in a way that's a little more challenging to do on a more mature social media platform like YouTube or Instagram. Uh, it kind of felt like. TikTok was churning out stars, you know, all the time in the past couple of years. And so when these creators see something like Lemonade, there's, you know, this sense like, well, if this is going to be the next big thing, I don't want to miss my chance to get in on the ground floor. Got it. Get in now and you're the next big thing. You're the explosive thing because you're in at the very beginning. Exactly. And and ByteDance and Lemonade actually laid out a list of incentives for creators. Um, you know, they're offering a little bit of money for them to 
create posts for the platform. What's a little bit of money? Well, I've heard a few different numbers. Um, I know in January, one agency was told $35 per post, which is not a lot of money if you think about the time it takes to make it. But some of the other incentives were, you know, we'll feature you on this list of, you know, the top rising stars on this platform. We will market you on TikTok itself. And we might even give you shout outs on Instagram. So they're kind of offering creators this broader marketing push, which if you're you know, an aspiring influencer, this all sounds pretty appealing. I think one of the things that's fascinating here is that what you saw is like the machine behind the curtain, right? I think for a lot of consumers, you might naively think that the content just shows up, that that people happen to be at the top of your feed for no particular reason. But obviously, it is a massive business, and and there are a lot of different parts that go into that. Yeah, I think that's right. And you know, ByteDance has this reputation as this you know app making genius of a company. Like you look at TikTok, and it's just it's very good at pulling you in and, and showing you what you want to see. Um, but of course, we know that TikTok had to do a lot to recruit people to the platform after it merged with Musical.ly. And so what's interesting here is we know the origin story of TikTok as something that drew all these people and became what it is. But now we kind of know those pieces and that strategy, and you can sort of see it play out with Lemonade, which I think is a unique opportunity. When you join Lemonade, you're prompted to select a few interests, maybe fashion, home, and pets. And you're immediately served two columns full of posts to consume. I guess it's even more stuff you can look at. It's supposed to be more picture heavy than TikTok. So not as much of an emphasis on videos. And they're also pushing for more text. So captions of at least 150 words or more. So it's supposed to be a little bit more Pinteresty. People I've talked to said it's not really like Instagram per se, but it's more like the ads and the branded content you see on Instagram. And it's supposed to be full of product recommendations. I think from what I understand, the hope is, you know, if you're kind of stuck on maybe clothes you want to wear for the spring or the summer or the fall, you would pop over to Lemonade and scroll around and and click things and maybe get inspiration that way. And does it have the same potential e-commerce links that, you know, Instagram does where you like the thing and then you can immediately buy it? I think that's the ultimate goal. Right now, it's very much in what they call content accumulation mode. So it's hard to tell what it's actually going to look like in a couple of months. Lemonade's already launched in, in a couple of other countries. Can you tell me about how it has been received? It seems like it's done pretty well. It's primarily launched in Asia. Japan was the first country that it launched in. And according to the marketing materials we saw, uh, they have 5 million um, monthly active users. So that's a pretty good dent. Um, What I think will be interesting is we know as far as shopping that Asia tends to have pretty different consumer behavior. For example, live stream shopping is really popular in China and it's never quite taken off in the same way in the U.S. So I think that success over there doesn't necessarily mean it will resonate over here. I think one of the things that's fascinating about a new app, and particularly in your reporting, the machinations that go into sort of putting the buzz behind a new app, is knowing 
whether what we're seeing is organic, right? Like, are you and I being sucked into the hype cycle by the very fact of talking about and and reporting on this thing? So I, I would love to look at kind of how this gets seeded into the media ecosystem. Like, what is it about Lemonade that ByteDance is hoping makes it stand out, that it, that it won't shoot up in the app store and then fizzle? In terms of getting sucked into the hype cycle, I think that ByteDance is actually not ready to market this app. When I reached out hmm. to ByteDance to answer a long list of questions, they kind of pushed me off and ignored me. And I, I followed up again this week and they still haven't responded. So I think that ByteDance is actually in a little bit of wait and see mode with Lemonade. What I think they're hoping for based on the outreach that they're doing to creators is I think they are trying to, you know, get some buzz basically through a massive amount of people. They've been reaching out to creators and they haven't been really caring like how many followers they have. They're looking for women in their 20s who are fashionable, who live in New York or LA. And the idea is that as these people post to Lemonade, they're organically going on TikTok and saying, hey guys, like follow me on Lemonade. They're posting these lemon emojis. And they're, you know, we're starting to already see this group of people that's saying like, hey, like I'm on all these platforms and this new one called Lemonade. When we come back, if TikTok gets banned, what happens to Lemonade? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. For all the negative attention that the ByteDance name may bring in Washington, its reputation is very different among content creators. Do you think the fact that this is a ByteDance app gives it cred with those people? Definitely. I think that people don't want to miss out on the next TikTok, and they're seeing something out of ByteDance as something that could be the next TikTok. And ByteDance was very overt in its reminders in these outreach emails saying like, you know, we are the company that brought you TikTok. So give it a shot. Yeah, your story quoted one creator who was kind of turned off by that. Can can you tell me about that a little bit? Yeah. And um, 
my colleague Madison uh, is the one who who reached out to um, that creator specifically. Just wanted to call her out. But that creator, Madison Malone Kircher, former Slater, yes, an amazing reporter. So that creator was definitely turned off by the outreach, and I think what was interesting was this sort of speaks to the app building that ByteDance is trying to do here, where they're trying to acquire critical mass. It's really different from you know doing a Nike campaign or advertising Lululemon yoga pants or something. You're not really trying to like build this deep connection with this influencer or creator, you're kind of like, hey, apply to be a founding member of this app. We're going to give you a whole bunch of incentives. You could strike it rich on here, but like, you're just gonna have to make us a bunch of stuff in order to get there and just trust the process. And I think for, you know, certain influencers who can probably make more money doing other things or who tend to be more thoughtful about what they want to get behind, um, this kind of outreach like didn't really appeal to them. Hmm. I mean, one of the things that I'm interested in is that the very tools that you, a, a theoretical creator, would need in order to do that are already owned by ByteDance. CapCut video editing program is a ByteDance program. Presumably, they're saying, use our tools in order to put your stuff on our nascent platform. Yeah, exactly. And one of the slides that we got from these agencies was really interesting. It basically listed um, a sort of fictional iPhone and a pretend app store. And in this vision, the top three apps were TikTok, Lemonade, and CapCut. And to me, (laughs) that felt like a pretty clear sign of how ByteDance is thinking about its future in the United States. But that's so fascinating because this seems like such a weird moment for ByteDance to choose to soft launch an app. ByteDance is not exactly um, under scrutinized in the U.S. right now. Exactly. I think that really took me by surprise. I thought that, you know, as you look to TikTok flying influencers to D.C., the meetings they're trying to get in Washington, you know, the fact that they don't have a lot of allies in Washington, it made me think that perhaps ByteDance would be on the defensive as they look for a way to, you know, really assure their future in the United States. But then you see this outreach and this overt, you know, reference throughout all of these emails to TikTok and TikTok success. And I think it's actually a reminder that ByteDance is absolutely going to push forward here and you know, perhaps is, is more brazen than, than people might expect. Do you think they're betting on their army of creators to, to stand up for them? Or are they just thinking like, we're going to make as much money as we can right now and see where this goes? It's hard to say. I don't know if we've seen an army of creators on TikTok really, you know, lobbying Congress or or pushing for the app to stay. I mean, we're certainly seeing, you know, people defended. There's a lot of content going viral, you know, saying that the CEO is so great and we don't want to lose this app. I think there's definitely that kind of a movement. Um, but I don't know if there's really like a groundswell of creators being like we will defend bite dance to the end. Because presumably they just go somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. And I think something that often gets lost in these conversations is that India did ban TikTok in 2020. And I've talked to people there who were working for the company at the time, and they were all kind of in limbo for, you know, six months thinking that maybe this policy would get reversed and surely this app 
that was so popular couldn't just be gone, but it was. And I actually just went to India last month and people there just use reels. And it seems likely that even though Lemonade is new in the U.S., the administration and Congress may have the exact same concerns about it that they have about TikTok. Senator Mark Warner already tweeted our story about Lemonade and brought up his Restrict Act again. And I think many of these same questions will come up. Um, It's interesting that this is being positioned as, you know, really a fashion and beauty and wellness app. Um, I think there are questions around whether that, you know, makes it seem less harmful or, or less of a threat in the eyes of lawmakers. But I talked to an analyst who just pointed out that anytime you have, you know, user generated content, it's hard to keep information from getting on there and misinformation as part of that. So, you know, whether that relates to health or eventually political news, I think those things will come up. And again, there's the U.S. user data questions, which ByteDance has not gotten back to me on. Um, Like, will they propose the same plans as they have for TikTok, this whole Project Texas thing? We really just don't know right now. Project Texas is this almost $2 billion effort to essentially, in TikTok's words, keep U.S. user data in the U.S. on U.S. servers handled by U.S. employees. But so far, the administration does not seem swayed by that. Um, and I guess there's no way of knowing if Lemonade would would follow some sort of similar path. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think some of the similar concerns would come up with Lemonade if you're looking at an app that perhaps has access to someone's IP address and and all of the things that have come up in these talks around TikTok and Project Texas. So um, it you know really remains to be seen around what they would do with this sort of data. Do you think we are going to see um, more of a hard launch of Lemonade or are they trying to fly under the radar for a little while? Well, from the documents we saw, they said that they would start this formal global marketing push in May and really try and recruit more users and try and get their content creators more followers. So according to all that, I think we will potentially start seeing ads uh, when TikTok actually tried to recruit users many years ago. They really wallpapered apps like Snapchat and um, Instagram and Facebook to try and get people onto the platform. So I think that we very well could see the same kind of marketing. If TikTok does get banned, where does that leave Lemonade? I think that's a great question. I don't know, honestly. It really depends what form a TikTok ban would take. And there are so many questions around what that could actually look like. But, you know, if there was a broader effort against all of ByteDance's apps, you know, that would definitely affect Lemonade. Um, you know, maybe there's a future where TikTok gets banned and Lemonade is, is where the creators go uh, to fill that void. But all that said, I think that the possibility of a ban is also, you know, really murky and feels really hard to envision because it's so unprecedented. I know. I realize I'm sort of asking you, like, predict the future of your beat. But on the other hand, it does feel like we're sort of sailing into unknown waters and it's really hard to know how this thing is going to shake out. Um, What are you going to watch to see if Lemonade does 
have legs. If it if it is an app that survives the hype cycle and, you know, gets a lot of people to migrate there. I think if Lemonade is actually going to be a success, we're going to start seeing it get traction on other platforms. Like we're going to see people on TikTok talking about Lemonade or people you know saying, oh, like, hey, I bought this water bottle or this, I found out about this brand through Lemonade. I think that it would end up popping up organically if it's actually going to be a success. It needs to move beyond creators to real people. Yeah, definitely. I think like the day you hear a friend, you know, say like, hey, I, you know, I got this from this rack on lemonade, that's when you probably know it's it's hit the mainstream. Um, but what will be so interesting is, you know, we have this blueprint for what ByteDance wants to happen with this app. And so we have this sort of rare opportunity to follow along and, and see, like, okay, is the global marketing push going to actually happen in May? Will the monetization that they mentioned in these documents actually start in September? And we can keep an eye in, in, in the app store as well to see if this, you know, this app continues to rise or or be in the top 10. There's really no hiding it if it if it starts flailing. So I think all of that will be really fascinating to watch. Sapna is already seeing it come up organically with her friends. It came up in some of my group chats and like at least one of my friends was excited about the prospect of something like this. And I was just on Pinterest yesterday and that it's gotten so bad that it is kind of hard to just like find stuff if you're looking for, I don't know, ideas for like a birthday party or like something you want to, like a dress you want to wear this summer. So so the idea is that like you actually could use it in a way to kind of spin out ideas on the internet. Like that feels so old school in a way. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and actually one thing I left out is um, on the app itself, there's a whole bunch of categories on the top. Uh, that you can choose like fashion, beauty, wellness. And it seems like they're really leaning into these ideas at first, which to me seems smart because beauty videos are are just incredibly lucrative and popular and people love watching them. Uh, but it seems like a smart way to kind of pull people in, I guess, especially if you're telling them up front, like, yeah, this is ultimately going to be a way to you know, get you to buy stuff in the future. Sometimes I think, I don't know, consumers can appreciate that sort of pitch. Sapna Maheshwari, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. Sapna Maheshwari is a reporter for The New York Times covering TikTok and emerging media companies. And that is it for our show today. What Next TBD is produced by Evan Campbell and Patrick Ford. Our show is edited by Shannon Pallas. Alicia Montgomery is vice president of audio for Slate, and TBD is part of the larger What Next family. It's also part of Future Tense, a partnership of Slate, Arizona State University, and New America. And if you like what we're doing here, the best way to support us is by joining Slate Plus. Just head on over to slate.com slash whatnextplus to sign up. We'll be back on Sunday with another episode. I'm Lizzie O'Leary. Thanks for listening.